News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. It's the time of year when law changes come into force, so you might have seen articles about the minimum wage changing or tax rates. All of that is very important, but what's gone under the radar is some changes to your KiwiSaver that are actually big news. You now have more control over how much you put in. The rules for those over 60 have totally changed, and if you want to stop paying into KiwiSaver, you'll have to jump through more hoops. Those are pretty significant changes, but making the most of them so you get the most money in your back pocket will depend on your personal situation. There's also the possibility of more changes in the future. So let's figure out how each of us can take the best advantage of this situation. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Tom Hartman from Sorted. So we've seen a raft of changes with KiwiSaver, some of them really big news for people. I want to start with how much you actually put in. You've been able to, for a long time, be able to put in 3%, 4% or, what was it, 8% of your wages. Now you can also put in 6% or 10%, basically much more control. Why have they changed that? What was wrong with what was happening before? So the, these percentages, these contribution rates are, uh, for, first of all, I need to say that they're for employees, right? And so these are the presets that go in there. But you can contribute as much or as little as you like to KiwiSaver in, in general. But the presets for employees have been 3, 4, and 8. And um, the retirement commissioner uh, recommended that we add these uh, two other contribution rates of 6 and 10. And that was because it gives people a lot more flexibility, a lot more control over how much money they're putting into their KiwiSaver. And what we were finding was that for some people, the jump from 4% to 8% was a bit of a bridge too far. And mm. so to have the potential for a 6, and of course we know that your results will be that much better if you're able to put, put aside 10 and then the the employer contribution on top of that, another three, you start to get into uh, quite some uh, contribution rates. Yeah, that's, that's, you're getting towards a really nice little nest egg at that point. And absolutely no quibbling from me. They do say that the bare minimum you should be saving throughout your life for retirement is about 10%. You can save a lot more, and I think that a lot of people should, but that's a different podcast. What I want to get into is should it all go into KiwiSaver? Because, of course, once that goes in, you can't touch it. And if you are putting in extra there, you arguably might not be putting in any savings anywhere else. So I'm in this mindset where I'm thinking, OK, KiwiSaver is locked in because sometimes we need saving from ourselves. That's why they designed it that way. Yeah. But you don't get as much of the, the perks, the free stuff, after you're putting in 3%. Where do you fall on that debate? Should people be putting in extra through KiwiSaver, do it by themselves? Yeah, so it, as in with all investing, it all comes down to what your goals are. Mm. 
And so if your goals are to build up a nest egg for retirement, obviously KiwiSaver is a vehicle that's built for that. If your goals are building up a deposit for a first home, KiwiSaver is also built for that. If you have other goals when you will need the money back, like say for a kid's education or fun things like a classic car or an overseas trip or other goals that you might have, obviously KiwiSaver is not made for, uh, for that at all. So you, you really have to um, see assess what your goals are and then what investments you're, you know, what investment vehicles you're using in order to get to those goals. Mm. Another change is to the, what was, the contribution holiday, yeah. um, which we've talked about this in previous podcasts about it being called a holiday. Not great, but it's much more than just changing what you call it when you stop putting money into your KiwiSaver. What's happened? Yeah, so I think that probably at the beginning of KiwiSaver, they wanted to reassure people that, hey, it's not so bad. You, can, you won't be locked into this. There's some flexibility. And so they called it this thing called the Contributions Holiday, which um, in hindsight sort of gives the idea that it's a good thing to do because we all love holidays. Um, but in fact, what we're doing now is changing the language. So now officially they're called savings suspensions because that's what you're doing. You're interrupting your long-term savings. And importantly here, the default for this um, was five years. So if you went on a contribution holiday, it would uh, default to that time period. And there were about 120,000 people who were just, you know, saving for that whole period of five years without even, you know, rethinking on whether they want to interrupt their savings for that long. So now that's been brought uh, to one year. So if you suspend your savings for a year, you get reminded after a year uh, on whether you want to continue or you want, whether you want to uh, start contributing again. You can extend that so it's, uh, you're not entirely locked in. But those default settings are really important to what people's behaviors end up being. And I think almost making it a little difficult to stay on that savings suspension, to say after a year, are you sure you want to keep holding this off? Because we all know that the longer you can save in, the more returns you get. Those returns build up. They compound over time. Compounding is beautiful. It's really helpful. And so so not, not just that. Actually, when you suspend your savings, you're walking away from money from your employer because mm. your employer is not matching. And then money from the government, that $521 that the government matches uh, each year. And then all the investment returns, as you said, from all that money being invested. So it can be a quite a sizable chunk, especially over large amounts of time. Yeah, so if you go on a savings holiday for five years and say, I'm not going to save 3%, but I'll come back and save 6%, well, for that time, you're only getting the perks of saving 3%, whereas you could have had double the perks if you'd been saving the whole time. Yeah, for that whole five years, you basically walked away from a lot of the incentives. I love free money. Why wouldn't you want it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And the big changes as well for those over 60 and those over 65. I actually think KiwiSaver has been, I know it's meant to be a retirement scheme, but it has been unfairly unfriendly, I think, to the older crowd for a while now. And that's changing. What could yeah, there was never a really good reason to keep people over 65 out of KiwiSaver, which is a, a really good uh, low-cost investment vehicle for, uh, for everyone involved. Obviously, if you're above 65, you wouldn't no longer get a contribution from the government if you're not working from your, your employer. If you are working, though, there are many employers who continue to contribute uh, to people's KiwiSaver. So many people, their plan is to keep working a few more years after 65. It's quite common these days. And to get that employer 
great contribution to your Qsipper is a great thing. So a low-cost option uh, for your investing. Um, importantly, you used to have to wait five years in order to withdraw. So, for example, if you joined at 64, you wouldn't be able to with, withdraw for uh, five years. That's all gone. So now it's, it's quite simple. You can join KiwiSaver when you're over 65 and take advantage of it. Which is a really important way to bring KiwiSaver into the reality of how work is changing now, right? Because people are living longer, you could you could very well be working well after 65. Most people live for another 20, 30 years. Mm. Whether or not you're working, you might want to still be investing in some form. And KiwiSaver is a strongly regulated, relatively cheap, although things could get better on that front, but mm. relatively cheap system. It's a really good idea to keep that accessible for older people, I would have thought. Yeah, this, this goes back to that idea that your, all your investing should be driven by your goals and how soon you need the money. So, for example, if you're, even if you're retired at, at 65 and you think about uh, life expectancies now being, um, uh, say, we could be planning for 94 uh, for females, 91 uh, for males, you know, that's a, that's a long time. And so you could be investing for money that you'll need 20 years uh, uh, that's 20 years away. And uh, so obviously for that, because of the effe uh, effects of inflation, you'd, you'd want to be invested uh, in some growth assets. And then for the money that you need sooner, then may maybe more towards cash, more towards a defensive position. Mm. Now, Sorted is also part of the Commission for Financial Capability, and you have been tasked recently with reviewing retirement and income for the government. That's underway. There's, of course, while it's underway, before the results have come out, there's only so much you can say. But what are the key areas that you are looking at that could be changes for KiwiSaver in the future? Yeah, so CFFC, one of the main thing that they're required to do every three years is a review of retirement income policies. And um, so these are um, the policy settings that the government has in order to get us all in the best possible position for retirement. And so it affects our long-term well-being, and KiwiSaver is definitely a part of that. And so it, for each of those three yearly reviews, we've taken a look at KiwiSaver, and a lot of these changes we're seeing now, in fact, all the ones we've talked about up to now, have been a result of recommendations that have come out of that review. And for, the, for this next one, which is being held this year for 2019, um, KiwiSaver will definitely be a part of that and we'll, we'll be getting lots of um, suggestions, lots of looks at how KiwiSaver is working now, how it could work better. And one area um, you know, that we'll certainly be looking at is contribution rates and participation and, and how many people are actively participating, how many people um, were on holiday, how many um, engaged, not engaged. So a lot of people are uh, in KiwiSaver but aren't really taking advantage of all the incentives. There's, a, there's um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who aren't, for example, getting the government's contribution. Into their into their KiwiSaver, so they're walking away from that free money that we were talking about. So um, KiwiSaver, it's always nothing in and uh, nothing out, right? So the more you're contributing, the more that you'll be able to, uh, to get out of it over the long term. And um, so any changes the KiwiSaver would ha would have to improve that area. One of the things that people have mentioned to me is the difficulty for those who are self-employed. We've seen the rise of the gig economy. Is that an area that you're looking at? Because that strikes me as an issue. Yep. 
Um, so very much the incentives were, were set up for people who are employees and aren't self-employed, but we know that the whole employment landscape is changing and has changed uh, radically. And so what can we do in order to, to make sure that self-employed uh, people or people who have um, you know, a side hustle on, um, doing some um, um, you know, small work on the side can also take advantage of contributing regularly uh, to KiwiSaver? We'll definitely be looking at it. And I know that we've taken out some of the um, barriers to those who are older and we're seeing all the time people are talking more and more about certainly those who are in office jobs um, are wanting to work longer. It's a little bit different for those who are in the physical roles. But as people continue to work longer and longer, is that an ongoing issue or do you think these changes have mostly addressed that? Well, these changes have, have helped. If you, you think about right now, we have the ability to, to stay in KiwiSaver beyond uh, 65. We always have. And now we've just opened it up to people who are already over 65 to be able to join and to take a, a advantage of that. What we're Primarily, one of the areas that we'll be looking at is what happens after you've built up a nest egg in KiwiSaver and what are your options there for drawing down your savings? Mm -hmm. Because... Obviously, if you build up a, a sizable nest egg, but then uh, you crack it open right at, at 65 and you're not able to really manage it in a, in a way that assures you a steady income over all your retirement, that you could run into problems. Well, that's, that, that's a huge issue. And I mean, rightly, the focus has been for a long time on building up that nest egg. You can't do anything if it doesn't build up in the first place. But then you actually need a bit of a hand to, to manage that money over 20, 30 years. Yeah. That's no mean feat in itself. Yeah, and, it's, and as uh, people um, you know, step back from working, there's a very um, a vulnerable situation that they find themselves in because it, it, they have um, tons of money at their disposal, but then they have to make choices that they've never had to make before mm. and pressure's on in a way because they get no practice for it and they, it's very hard to recover, obviously, if you don't get it, get it right. So if, if uh, you take your nest egg and put it in a, a, a dud investment, um, uh, you don't have a chance because you're no longer working to really build it up and, and try it again later. Mm. Fascinating. So many issues, sis. Thank you very much. That's Tom Hartman from Sorted. Now, you might have a question about this or any other money topic. Do send me your questions. I might use it for a future podcast episode. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter at Francis Cook, and Instagram at Francis Cook NZ. You can subscribe to this podcast on all the main places, including Apple and, of course, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Until next time. Have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.